0: All right. We're live, I think, here on the Locker Room app. Good morning, everybody. Uh, waiting on the man, the myth, the legend, Denton Day himself. I'm making a cup of coffee on this fine Monday morning. Hope you're, uh, hope you're all doing well. Good to be with you. Obviously, a big weekend in the National Football League, so a ton to cover uh, in the National Football League. We had some teams punch playoff spots. We had some teams uh, fall big where it was entirely unexpected. And um we had a whole whole lot of the in-between. So we'll uh, we'll bring in Denton Day now. Hi buddy, how are you?
1: Hi, Alex, how are you?
0: I'm I'm lovely. Uh how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm I'm amped up, you know, I've been up a couple hours, got a good workout in, so uh, good I'm to ready to go, ready to get after it.
0: Uh me as well. Me as well. Look, um I've I've got three big takeaways from this weekend, right? Um number one is um, you know, I'm 22 as of today. So, um, you know, yeah, wait, hold
1: up, hold up, hold up, hold uh, up, up, pause on your takeaways here, uh, because this is the much more important thing that we have to, <laughs> to hit on. You are a working man, and you are working on your birthday. So first and foremost, happy birthday. Thank you. Also, thank, thank you. you to your activity on Instagram for letting me know it was your birthday because I don't do Facebook, so I would have legitimately had no idea. No idea. Okay, had good. Had I not seen your story. So uh, that's first and foremost. And I have a couple questions. Um, first of which, do you feel like you're 22? Are you going to quote a Taylor Swift lyric? Uh,
0: absolutely not. That was like my one request today. And that was, uh, nobody make any Taylor Swift references because that, that is overused. Now, when you were, when you were 22, you know, 20 years ago, um,
1: (laughs) was that the big thing? Did they, did they make the Taylor Swift reference when you turned 22? I'm sure they did. I don't see, I don't like, I'm. All right. I don't not like Taylor Swift. But I don't like okay. Taylor Swift like that. And I don't surround my people <laughs> that li- listen to Taylor Swift like that. Good good uh, choice. So my question number two for you. Yeah. Are you going to post a happy birthday post about yourself today on the Internet? It's one of my uh, favorite things that people do. In, so in this generation,
0: what is what is the worst thing I can caption that? Right. So I could caption that with a Taylor Swift lyric, of course. Um But just for you, I will. Yeah, I'll send out a tweet as soon as we're done here, wishing myself a happy birthday because I'm that big of a narcissist.
1: Yeah, happy birthday to me. Maybe you have a selfie in there, (laughs) like looking off into the distance Uh, stoically, something like that. Oh, I like that. candid.
0: You know, I'm going to throw on my headset and kick back and smoke a cigar and and look like you and make that my picture, I think. Oh, that's right. Shit, I did do that. You did. Damn it. All-time yeah. stuff
1: right there, by the way. Which, that um, was not intended to be a birthday post, but it did fall on my birthday. Yeah, it
0: did. It did, yeah. You, you're guilty as charged, man. Yeah, I took um, a picture
1: like a week in advance, dude.
0: <laughs> so, I, okay, now back to that picture, then we'll get to the NFL highlights. Um, so do you smoke a cigar while you're on the air, or was that just
1: for the clout? No, that was just for the clout. When the worst thing is you can't even actually see the cigar hardly. Like, you really have to zoom in. So I bought this cigar. I smoked it beforehand because I don't I don't smoke near the equipment because I'm not trying to, to smoke damage the equipment. Mm. Um, so I smoked the cigar beforehand, and I thought to myself, you know, maybe I'll just throw some smoke effects in there in post. <laughs> I tried to do that, and it looked unbelievably stupid. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, we're not doing that. And the reason it looks stupid or one of the one of many just, reasons – uh you can't really like i said you can't really see the cigar so like if you know it's there you can look at it and be like all right yeah there's a cigar in it. <laughs> if you don't know it's there you have no idea that it's there that's so, true um yeah that that was a big swing and a miss um i know people do smoke cigars when they do radio uh more power to, to them but aj hawk yourself, yeah right and aj hawk's a bit of a bigger guy than i am i don't know are you a cigar smoker I am not.
0: No, I, I I smoked two on New Year's uh, New Year's Day of this past year, and I ended up in the bathroom.
1: So um... I was going to say, smoking two, good lord, that's that's a bold move. Like I smoke one, you smoke one good cigar, and like you're kind of it, it you you feel it, you know, you feel right. it. You get the nice little buzz, and if I'm doing a three hour radio program, I don't need the two hours on the back end to be me kind of out of sorts. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's, I'm not that's... that good yet.
0: No, no, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I. I uh... And, and you know, the nice thing of some of the independent stuff I do is I have done, you know, like live streams completely blasted uh, out of my mind and I never want to do it again. So, um, because <laughs> you know, you end up saying some stuff about, about Aaron Rodgers that you might not uh, actually mean, which, which, uh, w- let's not dig the internet for that, but it's happened. I can tell you that much, but nonetheless, um, you want to, you want, where do you want to start here? I mean, we got the Jets jetsing. We've got Sunday night football We had the Giants beating the Seahawks. Uh, the Patriots won like it by 45. Uh, we had Colt McCoy, Alfred Morris winning football games and Adrian Peterson. Like it was 2014.
1: That Patriots I mean, game sucked. That game yeah, was so bad. I was yeah, actually was looking really forward bad. to that one. I wanted to see Justin Herbert versus the Patriots defense because the Patriots do have a pretty solid defense. Their defense would be significantly better if they didn't have like half of their defense opt out, but even still they have a really good defense and I was excited to see what Justin Herbert could do. And boy, oh boy, did that suck. He essentially took the rookie of the year trophy that I think a a lot of us anointed him uh, the winner of way too early. And he priority shipped it to the home of Justin Jefferson with the performance he put forth yesterday. And then Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson in his credit, had another great game, and he is on, I mean, just a complete tear this season. I was not pleased, though, with what I saw from the Chargers, and now more than ever, I mean, the fact that it's, what is it, it's 11 a.m. Eastern time, so it's, I guess, 8 a.m. Pacific Coast time, which is a little early to fire a guy, but I'm going to be stunned if Anthony Lynn makes it through today, still the coach of the Chargers, because I can't find a reason as to why he should still be the head man there.
0: No, you're totally spot on. I mean, I I remember last week we brought that up in their game against the Bills, the horrible play calling there at the end um, of that one last week, and then just an absolute blowout. I mean, 45-0 to doesn't happen in the National Football League. I don't give a damn how bad you are. And for a team like the Chargers, who was actually scoring points all all year long, you know, they were in the the mid-20s and even scored upwards of 30, 35 points a few times this season – um, can't put any points up on the, on the Patriots defense and, uh, you know, Cam Newton looked like he was an MVP again yesterday in that regard. So a uh, weird game. Um, and I agree, Justin Herbert, I think lost his race at that point. And I guess that's, that's why we don't vote on the award in October. We, we vote on it in, in January for a reason, I guess. And this listen, is, uh, this is showing this
1: that line here. Cam Newton won 12 of 16 for 69 yards and a touchdown. George yeah. Stidham won two of three for 61 yards and a yeah. touchdown. And that team won by 45. Yeah. Like that's, that's correct. not how that's supposed to work. No. 45 to nothing is what happens when Alabama schedules an FCS team prior to the start of the college football playoff. That's it's correct. not supposed to happen when the Los Angeles Chargers are at home taking on the Patriots, who are good but not great. It's pathetic. No, you're totally right,
0: and you know, I'm going to be honest, if I told you that they had 291 yards the Patriots did on Sunday, I would in no way believe that leads to 45 points.
1: Nuts, but they're special teams, I mean, I guess that's why special teams are important, two touchdowns on special teams, that certainly helps, but just bad, bad, bad from the Chargers. Their uniforms are too good to lose in the manner in which they did.
0: Um, we have breaking news here, Denton. Uh Immediately, fired. right now, yeah, somebody just got fired. The Jets have fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams after yesterday's uh, after yesterday's Hail Mary fiasco. So we'll go to that game as the Jets now have an open uh, defensive coordinator position. And, and you know, maybe they shouldn't. In fact, let me double down on that. They shouldn't have a new defensive coordinator, but um, that's because he he blew it for that team. Derek Carr looked like Aaron Rodgers throwing a. Uh, really long pass to Henry Ruggs to win that game last night, um, and the Jets, gonna Jets. They had like a 99 percent uh, win probability, I think, something like that. And
1: um, this is why yeah, we don't sorry, do the I, win I, probability I, statistic because it's so it doesn't I, account for the fact that their defensive coordinator is a moron. He is
0: a moron. Um, so I guess, sorry, I'm, I'm, I just spilled coffee, so I'm, I'm kind of multitasking here. Um, but, um, <laughs> so what did you see from this game? And, I mean, are we, are we surprised if there was a team that's going to do this? It is most definitely the New York Jets.
1: You know what my biggest takeaway from it? It has absolutely nothing to do with oh the Jets, but it's something that I've been seeing for a couple of weeks now with the Raiders. I do not understand, and maybe I'm the only one that's seeing this. But do you ever notice that uh, occasionally when Derek Carr throws deep balls, he jumps? Yes, yes, like, I noticed so that immediately. Range. Like, are like, you? Are you throwing a? You, it looks like he's shooting a floater, but it's like a forty-yard bomb to Henry Ruggs. He did that a couple times against the Chiefs on Sunday night. That's where I kind of really started to to take note of that. Yeah, but, In terms of the Jets, this Greg Williams thing is one of my, now that we know he's fired, it's one of my second favorite, probably my second favorite all time of a coach knowing they're likely going to to be on the move and just doing something that you could say is to piss off ownership, although I think this actually works in the Jets' favor long term. But it's second only to when Lane Kiffin was with the Oakland Raiders. And this is a time long before social media, So, and also a time long before HD. So the only video you can find of this is super grainy and not that mm-hmm. great of a video. But I challenge everyone to go back and look up when Lane Kiffin knew he was going to get fired by the Raiders in 2008. They had management issues, and he sent Sebastian Janikowski out for a 76-yard field goal (laughs) attempt. The dude was standing on the other side of midfield, which is Lane Kiffin giving the proverbial middle finger to ownership. That's what Greg Williams did yesterday when he did cover zero on what was a clear deep shot coming. Henry Ruggs is on the field for one reason and one reason only, and that is to run in the straight line past the guy who's standing in front of him, and they offered no help over the top. I feel bad for Greg Williams. There was a point in time where I actually liked him, because he was a quality defensive coordinator here in Washington. Uh, it's been a very long time since then. He's just this, this, you should have seen coming. It's still miraculous that Greg Williams gets fired before Adam Gase, but that's neither here nor there. I do have a statistic. I'll, I'll let you chime in here, but I do have a statistic. Um, the Jets are. are oh, this a, is the one I
0: saw, I think. Oh no, maybe it's right. the
1: Yeah, go ahead. The, the six game opening drive scoring streak they've scored in every single opening drive for the past six games it's the longest streak in the nfl wow and they're winless wow i I love the team they're so i love the jets so much they're i they're so much fun
0: they they are indeed wacky i think i think green bay might have the season long streak i think they went seven or eight weeks with it but that finally came to an end a couple weeks back uh but new york now with the long active streak i did not know that the stat i was going to throw at you is the Jets are the first team since 2006 in this situation. So, defining this situation is it's between a four and eight point game. They sent, uh, or it was under two minutes, and it was third or fourth down. And they sent a seven man rush. They are the first team since 2006 to do that in those, um, in those scenarios. And that's what lost in the game. I mean, and Greg Williams deserves to get canned for the breakdown of that. And maybe they wanted it to break down, right? I don't think he sent seven people on accident, Denton. I think he knew very well what he was doing. Um, And it ended up costing them the game. But in reality, they want to lose, right? There's no way they're sticking with Sam Darnold, and they want Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, one win might not get them there, given how bad Jacksonville is as well. So those teams are going to continue to bucket out for the rights to Trevor Lawrence. But this looked like legitimately... Um, I'd never seen a team make that bad of a call, potentially on purpose.
1: It's, are you a are you a Big Brother fan? You ever watch the show Big Brother?
0: I, I have not, but I know what the concept
1: is. I used to be a huge fan uh, of Big Brother, and during some like the competitions, it's a very strategic game. Right. Uh, and during some of the competitions, you would like throw challenges and throw things of that nature. And I always wondered, like, what if this happened in sports. And now I know because that's what the Jets did yesterday. They threw the game. Greg Williams threw the game. I don't know if he was under orders from someone to do so or if he was pulling Elaine Kiffin where he was just angry at management and wanted it to upset them. But he threw the football game in the long term. I think you're right because I think it is uh, with the goal in mind of getting Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is, mm. despite the fact that he's likely going to the Jets, I see him very similarly to the way that I see Joe Burrow, which is that he is a guy that is legitimately capable of lifting a franchise up. It's just a shame that he's going to the Jets, and they don't seem to want to be lifted up anytime in the near future because they haven't surrounded, they don't have any talent on offense. Like, if you plug no. Trevor Lawrence into this team now, they might win a few more games, but they still don't have any talent on offense. So that's a, that's a, uh, a hole they have to address like Trevor yeah. Lawrence doesn't solve all of the issues for a winless team
0: yeah I, I so here's the thing I think we've seen good things out of Des, Denzel Mims we've seen good things out of Jamison Crowder at wide receiver I made a prediction on my post game show yesterday and of course that's a Green Bay based show but um I made a prediction that the Jets will have a new running back next year and his name will be Aaron Jones um I think they're going to toss him the bag and then your offense is going to look something around the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Jones, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, et cetera. So um, that would be fun. However, do you think
1: the Jets would li- would do that again though after the lady on Delthing didn't work?
0: See, that's a fair point and that is, that is a good comeback to, to that theory. However, um, I don't you know Aaron Jones hasn't sat out a year of football right? and he's right. doing ridiculous numbers. Uh, this year i 'm excited to see what happens with that um, as as obviously you know Aaron Jones has had a really solid year, and he 's going to be getting a nice paycheck one way or another, no matter who it 's from after this season. but yeah, I just kind of tossed that the Jets is maybe a liar uh, or a good place for him to land um, I do but think no do. But maybe I think they I, I do too I think it' make a hell of a lot of sense given that they 're pretty much going to clean house and try to pick and choose who to bring in as they 're going to build it around. What we assume through twelve games will be Trevor Lawrence, um, and I think Aaron Jones might be an interesting fit. But nonetheless, I don't want that's that's an off-season chat we can have sometime. Um, but the Raiders again win thirty-one to twenty-eight. The Jets now zero twelve on the season, and Greg Williams has been given the boot out of uh, New Jersey. Let's go to the Browns. You want to go there? Because
1: that was a shocker. We can go there. I said uh, I officially – I'd never done this on my show before on Sundays, but I did a, an official player of the week. And Baker Mayfield was my player of the week this this, this week. I thought he played really well. Yeah, he, he did play I really surprised. well. I was like, surprised. Didn't, I didn't think Baker Mayfield was capable of throwing to be a good team. And what he did yesterday – I know all of his touchdowns came in the first half, but I think that's more because they got a little uh, less aggressive in the first half – but I loved what I saw from Baker Mayfield. There was a point where Donovan Peoples-Jones dropped what would have been a sure touchdown on the opening drive. And that's one of those things where if you're a really, really uh, in-between team, that can really make or break your spirit for the rest of the game. But I thought the Browns uh, handled it. They went right back to Peoples-Jones later on, and he caught a 75-yard touchdown. So I thought the Browns, this was the best game I'd seen them play, I mean, maybe ever. They, they looked yeah. really, really solid yesterday.
0: Yeah. They came out really, really tough. I mean, they scored 38 points in the first half. When you do that, you're probably in a really good spot to win a football game. Um, and obviously, they were. They only scored three points in the second half, but still, they, they did enough in the first half to win that game. Um, when I look at Tennessee, then I'm I'm to the point where I'm ready to be on fraud alert. I've kind of been on fraud alert with Tennessee. I don't think they're a real contender. Now, I will tell you this. I was relatively impressed with the way Ryan Tannehill uh, adjusted to you know, the, the, this, the scenery of the game, if you will, right down 38-7 to seven at half, and then he comes out and throws three touchdowns uh, in the second half. Look, this guy doesn't throw the ball 45 times. He did it yesterday, and I think he's done it four other times in his career and typically they don't win those games if they're forcing Ryan Tannehill to throw 45 times. But I thought he looked okay, uh, three picks, an interception, 389 yards, and, uh, and went 29 to 45. So it wasn't a bad day by any means for Tannehill. Um, but I, I just think, you know, if Derrick Henry isn't running for 100 yards, is this team actually, you know, a legitimate threat? You had Corey Davis go for 182 yards yesterday,
1: and nobody's talking
0: about it because they didn't win the game.
1: I love Corey Davis. I'm, too. I'm a little opposed to them being complete frauds, but I, I have soured on them a bit more. Do,
0: do, so let me, let, let me phrase it this way. Uh, do you expect them to win a playoff
1: game this year? They're coming off an AFC championship run. Keep that in mind. I do expect them to win a playoff game. I don't expect them to win two, though.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they get back to the championship game. I don't know if I expect them to win a playoff game At all. I think the AFC is frankly just too good. And I don't see, you know, we saw the Browns beat up on him yesterday. They're going to be a wild card team. If the Ravens sneak in, I'd probably take the Ravens over the Titans.
1: Uh, You know, who else might get in? Right now, uh, Tennessee has the tiebreaker over Indy. So they'd be at the four spot. And if the playoffs started today, they would play the Browns again at at home. Um, And I will say, I don't think, if this game gets played again, Uh, I'm not convinced that Tennessee 100% wins it, but I don't think Cleveland has that sort of start again. And that's the big difference for me. I I think what we saw from Cleveland, I don't know if they can do that consistently. I love that they did it yesterday, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it gives Browns fans a ton of hope. I don't know if they can do that consistently. What I do know with Tennessee is that you are not very often going to have 15 attempts for 60 yards on Derrick Henry. That's not something that uh, is going to be a consistent thing, and that's why I think they can win a playoff game. Not two, because okay. their defense is bad. Look, when, when Baker Mayfield throws four touchdowns in the first half and one of them is to an offensive lineman, your defense is bad. <laughs> but I think yep. that you're guaranteed at least one game in the postseason where Derrick Henry just doesn't take no for an answer. Uh, so for that reason alone, I think they can win a game, but I don't sure. think they can contend with the, the top three teams in the AFC of yeah. kind of factoring Buffalo into that third group.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm good with that. Um, no, yeah, you can kind of give Derrick Henry the Marshawn Lynch treatment, right? If he wants to win a football game, he's going to go out and win a football game, and he'll rumble and bubble your ass all the way to the end zone. It's what Derrick Henry does. He's darn good at it. Um, and, but nonetheless, Browns now 9-3. and three. They've
1: solidified a winning record for the first time since, what, like 2007? Is that correct? Uh, either 2007 or 2006. Can you name the quarterback that the Browns had when they last had a winning record? I know what the record was. I oh. the quarterback, too. <laughs> I am going to go with Charlie Batch. No, that's a that's a really good answer. It was Derek Anderson. Oh, really? He, he had yeah. a winning season in Cleveland, huh? Yeah, they went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. Really? Long year for the AFC that year. Yeah,
0: no lie about that. Uh, probably would have made it in a seven-team format like it is this year, I imagine. But nonetheless, uh, that's interesting. I did not know they were 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. Uh, that doesn't happen super often. All right, uh... NFC game. I know we're both NFC guys. You're an NFC East guy, uh, and I'm a guy with a team near the top of the NFC that really needed this to happen. So I think, uh, I think I'm happy with this result. I don't know how happy you are, but nonetheless, let's talk about it. The Giants beat the Seahawks. Colt McCoy and, and uh, Alfred Morris, your guy, beat the Seahawks, 17-12.
1: Yeah, your thoughts on the Titans being frauds is how I now feel about the Seattle Seahawks. That's fair. I can't understand at home how they lose this football game against Colt McCoy, who I love. Got a lot of love for Colt McCoy. Great child. Very, very well behaved when I uh, worked with her at the Child's Academy. Um, is is, Yeah, Colt McCoy (laughs) used to go to the gym that I used to work at. And or his wife would, and she would go up and do a class and she would take uh, I think their daughter was two at the time, into the kids' academy, where I was waiting with a smile on my face because I love working with children. Um yeah, she was very well behaved though. Some of the kids were not, but uh the young McCoy was a great kid to watch. <laughs> really? That's fun. a hell of a story. Yeah, Colt McCoy never came to pick her up, so I was like, God "Damn it, come on! I want to meet Colt McCoy." But it was in the <laughs> season, you know, so he was doing practice and things like that. Right, um, <laughs> right. So I, I love Colt McCoy. He, he gave us a lot of good years here in Washington. But this should have been a beatdown by Seattle. They're coming off a what should have been another beatdown against Philadelphia, and that's where I kind of was put on to. All right, is this team really as good as I think they are? Russell Wilson was playing at an insane level to start the season. And then this let Russ cook thing became national news. I've been told by someone that works in Seattle that it's actually been a Seattle thing for about a year and a half. Okay. But it became national news when he trademarked that term. And all of a sudden Russ has not been cooking. And this no. Seattle team is bad. Like how do you hold a team to 17 points and still lose the football game when you have a guy who should have been a frontrunner for the MVP. Oh, and by the way, maybe the biggest surprise at the wide receiver position this year with DK Metcalf, who is playing unbelievably well, and you score 12 points. That's I'm, I'm out on Seattle, man. I, I really mm-hmm. am. I think the NFC is still very much wide open, but somehow in week 13, I like the Rams, led by Jared Goff more than I like the Seattle Seahawks. I feel disgusting saying that. I feel like I need to take a bath in holy water after saying that. But that just is what it is. The Rams are a better football team right now than the Seahawks. No, you're right. I don't think
0: that's necessarily been a secret, but yesterday's loss definitely solidifies it. Look, uh, I made the joke earlier with Rookie of the Year, Denton, and I'm going to make it again with MVP. That's why we don't appoint the MVP in October. Russ was the clear frontrunner. And uh, the national media was really hyping him up. But now that reality has set in and we're getting into December, you know, who's running away with the MVP is Patrick Mahomes, as it should be every year, you know, and Aaron Rogers, obviously also in the conversation, but um, in any given year, Rogers would be the front runner, but it's Patrick Mahomes for Pete's sake. So of course he is the front runner because he's just that good. But back to my point on Russ, I understand why you're out in Seattle. I I don't blame you. The only thing that really makes me stop from doing that, uh, you know, going completely out on Seattle is the point that you mentioned. The NFC is wide open. Every team has its issues. We've seen every team in the NFC play poorly besides maybe the Saints, but the Saints still have issues uh, on that team. I mean, they, you know, Taysom Hill didn't throw his first career NFL touchdown pass until yesterday. He's a quarterback, Denton, and he's started many games now. Uh, and he was and he was wasn't able to put it through the air uh, to the end zone until yesterday. So yeah, I think there's some issues in New Orleans. We'll see when Breeze comes back and is healthy. We've gone over and I've gone over a plenty of the issues in Green Bay, and there is several of them. And then what other teams in the NFC are you super confident about? I mean, T- Tampa Bay maybe you could make a case for, but they've got issues too. They've they've come out flat and played some really crappy games themselves. So. I'm not terribly confident in any team in the NFC, and I don't think Seattle's an exception to that rule. There's still four weeks left of the regular season. If they get hot at the right time, uh, they can leave this Giants game in the rearview. And at this point, it looks like the Giants are a playoff team, so you can always spin it positively like they might do out in Seattle today, and that is they did lose to a playoff team, Denton.
1: I don't know if this is a, a coincidence because we've done this now for two games in a row, but if the playoff started today, the Giants play Seahawks again. Wow. This time it'll be in New York. They're the, the oh. Giants are the four because they're the division uh, lead Seattle's in the NFC. And then Seattle would be the five. As I look at the playoff picture in the NFC, uh, and I don't know if, if we want to go full-blown on this yet, but good God almighty, the Chiefs uh, yeah. don't really have an excuse to not win a championship this year. They really don't. Taysom Hill, by the way, that was his first touchdown pass in any football game that counts. He threw one in like a preseason. But mm-hmm. any football game that counts since 2016 against oh, wow. Utah State. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. What were you doing in 2016? You were d- studying for a history test in high school. That's yeah, what you were doing.
0: You're totally right. Yeah, I was either a – well, I guess if it was football season, that was the
1: beginning of my senior year of high school.
0: Yeah. And, and so that I was, was the
1: last time he threw a touchdown pass.
0: That's crazy. And he's
1: getting the start over Jameis Winston. Winston would have gone off at least for four touchdown passes. And probably – might have been to the other team. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to
0: say maybe if he throws four touchdowns, then we're probably thinking, what, three or four interceptions with that. But, um, no, I agree. I I, I still don't get why they haven't started Jameis, um, but whatever. I mean, I guess it's working if they're winning. Um, Maybe a little bit too close for comfort against a team that doesn't actually have a head coach. But, nonetheless, it is what it is, and the Saints still in first place in the NFC – at 10-2, 5-1 and, two, five and one record on the road for New Orleans. Uh, w- one of the better records in the National Football League on the road. Um, so I guess something to keep an eye on for New Orleans, as they might not even have to travel in the playoffs. Uh, let's go to my Packers. I'm going to be selfish now. Uh, I'm not sure how much you were able to watch this game.
1: but oh, this, this was a huge story.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's plenty of things to get to, right? I mean, you had it get a little bit too close for comfort there. You had the Aaron Jones 77-yarder. Rodgers threw three touchdowns again, and eclipsed the 400-career touchdown mark. Uh, You had Devontae Adams go over 1,000 yards and and 12 touchdowns on the season. He had an over 100-yard two-touchdown game again. But the Eagles were in it, um, but Carson Wentz was out of it by the end of that one. Jalen Hurts replaces – uh, Carson Wentz, not due to injury, he got straight up benched, baby. It's uh, you, uh, you, The meme's circulating the inter- internet, so I'm going to steal it. You've seen, uh, what is it called, Elf on the Shelf. Now you've seen Wentz on the Bench.
1: That, I, saw, I saw one of my other favorite memes about this was, it was Carson Wentz, Eagles with Carson Wentz, and it was just a picture of a lot of trash bags, and then it was the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, and it was still a bunch of trash bags, (laughs) and one of them was golden. Uh, That's how I would describe this. This this Eagles offense is so bad. Like Jalen Hurts threw that touchdown pass, which was a nice throw, but he went 5 of 12 for 109 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Like That's not a good performance from Jalen Hurts. I'm sure Mm. Eagles fans could take some form of solace. like, yes, Jalen Hurts, he is so much better than Carson Wentz, but he's he's really not. And I, I hate that that is the story that dominates this football game. Why do we care in the mainstream so much about Philadelphia? I don't Uh, get it. They're not a fun football team to watch.
0: No, they weren't yesterday either. However, uh, you know, as a Packers fan, it got a little bit close. I keep mentioning Jalen Rager. I think he's going to be really darn good.
1: Uh, He is quick as heck. And I know that the Eagles fans, I've I've talked to a couple that are just very upset about, not Rager, because I think Rager will be good, like you said, but the guy drafted right before him was Justin Jefferson. And, yeah. like, that has to hurt – that has to sting just a little bit because Jefferson with Kirk Cousins is lighting it up. And Rager, maybe you'll play a lot better when they have a definitive quarterback, but I don't know when in the near future the Eagles are going to get their definitive guy unless they reach for a quarterback in the first round because they're going to be outside. Of oh, like wow. Five.
0: Well, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on. You're bearing the lead now, man. And You just dropped something. But uh, you said if they reach and draft the quarterback, are you saying the future is not Jalen Hurts?
1: No, not at all. I don't think Jalen Hurts is anywhere near the future. I've I seen him play way too much at, um, at Oklahoma to believe in Jalen Hurts. I've seen, um, I've seen him enough. I think that's an interesting take
0: because you've probably watched a few quarterbacks at the collegiate level quite enough. You just don't think he has what it takes to make a smooth transition. I mean, he's only, what, 23 years old. He's still got plenty of growth to do, and he looked fine yesterday, 5 for 12, 109 yards, one touchdown and one INT there at the end of the game, um, and 29 yards on the ground. I thought he looked pretty darn
1: solid, and I think they'd be silly not to roll with Hurts the remainder of the season. Yeah, I just, I'm just not – I think you roll with him for the remainder of the season. I just – I don't see Jalen Hurts being – uh, the guy that Philadelphia thinks or wants him to be, because we got to remember, at one point in time, Wentz was playing at an MVP level. Uh, we can go back and forth as to whether or not that was legit or not, and this or that. But Philadelphia is in a division where they can win regularly, re- I mean, routinely every single year, mm-hmm. and they need—they're a quarterback away from doing that. You know, the NFC—I don't know if you ha- have kept up with the history of the NFC East—but very frequently. The division winner changes. We haven't yeah. had the back division winner since the millennium change. It, you know, it's been that long, and it should be the Eagles because they're built better than most of the teams, but I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. He was a really solid quarterback at Alabama. He was a really good quarterback with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, but Lincoln Riley is a quarterback whisperer, and it's just different at the NFL level. I'm not saying he can't get to the point – where he is playing well at the NFL level, but I don't see him being a franchise guy. I just don't.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I guess, you know, it's too early to, to to make a ruling on Jalen Hurts' potential in the National Football League, but I'll tell you this. He looked a hell of a lot better than Carson Wentz has the last several weeks. I mean, when he came into this game, things felt like they were flowing naturally for Philadelphia. They scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, and I know... Um, you obviously had the punt return touchdown and, and the Jalen Hurts fourth and 18 touchdown, but for a rookie to go out against, you know, the number two seed in the NFC and throw a touchdown pass on fourth and 18, that's a, that's a pretty good way to notch your first NFL touchdown pass. And I, I was impressed by his cool, calm and collected manner. And he, he didn't look scared to be in that position. And, and you know, the way Carson Wentz has played this year, I mean, he's thrown as many picks as he has touchdowns. Denton. That's not acceptable as a starting NFL quarterback. Why do you think Jameis Winston isn't starting this year? And, you know, it was finally time to pull the plug in the Carson Wentz experience, even if it's just for, even if it's just briefly, you know, the remaining four games, whatever. But it's time to let Carson Wentz take a back seat and see what this guy's got, because he drafted him in the second round. And typically when you draft a quarterback in the second round, you're not going to draft another quarterback in the first round the following year. This is the guy they want to take a shot on, at least in some capacity. And now they've got the opportunity to. And while it's not looking like they'll win the division by any means, they're still in contention. And maybe Jalen Hurts can rejuvenate and re-spark a good run out of them like Lamar Jackson did for the Baltimore Ravens a few years back. I know it's a completely different, you know, scenario. Baltimore was actually over five hundred, but Jalen Hurts is a rookie quarterback who's got the, you know, he's he's already got the ability to scramble and extend plays, and I think that's something that's lost a lot of times in the transition from college quarterback to NFL quarterback, and we've seen that Jalen Hurts can extend a play. He had five carries for 29 yards. That's not too bad. That's a six-yard average. I mean, you're, you're really happy if you're getting that out of your running back, so I like what I saw out of Jalen Hurts, and I, I, I don't I don't agree with you on the side of you know, maybe they they go elsewhere next year. I think you've got to let you've got to see what hurts has. And I know we only saw half of football, so I don't want to, you know, be doing it too much of an overreaction Monday. But I like, I really liked what I saw out of Jalen Hurts. I think he's got great potential, and I think Philadelphia would be silly not to roll with him the, both the remainder of the year, but uh, at least for the, the 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 future, the seeable future. How's that? There
1: we go. Well, this is something that's going to put. A degree of pressure on teams this off season because the current group of quarterbacks coming out is a good one. and next year, while there could be a couple guy, a couple studs that do end up coming out, I mean Jt. Daniels and Georgia next year might be uh, the headline guy, this year's class, at least on paper, is going to be an iconic class and teams mm-hmm. and, and fan bases in particular, are going to put a lot of pressure on some of these teams and say, hey, don't miss out on any of these dudes. If you have the possibility, go up and grab one. And that's something – this is goes beyond Philadelphia. I think there are a couple other teams that are going to fall into, into this kind of pocket where they might make a, a bad decision and reach for a quarterback because they've heard all the buzz and they've bought into the hype of the great amount of quarterbacks because there's about five or six dudes – that realistically you could tell me, yeah, they're going to go in the first round. And I'd say, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that adds up. That, that math is right there. Sure. I don't think there's legitimately six first-round guys, but that doesn't mean a team can't reach up. So Philadelphia, right. if they're changing and if they're clearing house and they bring somebody else in and say, well, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't my guy. I'd like to go, I'd like to go get my guy, and whether that be Kyle Trask or, or Trey Lance or Lord have mercy if they go up uh, for Mac Jones – Philadelphia could be in that position where if they completely clear house, they, they're going to want a new guy, and Jalen Hurts might not be it.
0: That seems like the right move to make, right? Clear house. I think Doug Peterson's reign in, in Philly should be coming to an end. I don't know if they will, though, because he has that Super Bowl, you know, um, you know he has the Super Bowl ring to hang over their heads, essentially. You know, he can say, I, I did this for you. You're welcome. And he'll, you know, speaking of the opponent they had in this game, Maybe he gets the Mike McCarthy treatment. And, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy obviously dealt with some Aaron Rodgers injuries before he was canned. But I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave him another year. I don't think they should. Um, but I get that. I mean, you're making the, the Arizona connection, right, where where Josh Rosen was there. Uh, then they went with Murray because they, they brought in Handsome Man. And, you know, the, the, they, they figure it out from there um yeah and maybe they do that in philadelphia that would make a hell of a lot of sense way, worked
1: really well for arizona yeah it, yeah, they it didn't work out too bad one. i don't know if any if every team is going to win like they won but arizona made the right move in that in that specific scenario
0: no yeah you're totally right they they did indeed um
1: but nonetheless i think a, a lot
0: of people were still doubting it from from when it that happened, happened. Uh, i think you'd agree with that and so we'll see philadelphia is always in the national spotlight as you said a few minutes back and uh, they 'll continue to be especially even though they 're only a three three win team so uh, we will see what happens with their quarterback situation moving forward, but nonetheless they fall to Green Bay a final of 30-16 in that one. Uh, did you see the end of that of
1: that shit show between Detroit and chicago i did I, yeah i did catch I did catch the end of uh, of that one that was that was a very fun interesting game yeah
0: it was uh, it was mFC north bottom of the barrel football
1: baby what we try in. I, I really thought Mitch Trubisky was going to get it done. I need to stop thinking Mitch Trubisky is capable of things. Like I, just, I, got, need, I, need, I need an intervention.
0: Yeah, I've got so many. Yeah, I'm going to give you one, and I, I I would
1: be the right guy to give it because I've never had faith
0: in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, look, but I, I don't think Chicago is just a quarterback issue at this point. Um, it's, it's obviously an offensive line issue. It's a coaching issue. There's a lot going wrong in Chicago that could Use some adjustments, but uh, Mitchell Trubisky fumbles with under a minute left, and Adrian Peterson walks it off, um, like it's 2013 again. So um, Detroit wins 34 to 30. Both teams now five and seven. Chicago's got to fire Nagy, right?
1: They do, but this is this is where the issues come into play with the NFL coaching carousel that we're going to see we have how many jobs open? we have detroit open now yeah houston atlanta i think both of you and i are in agreement that the chargers are going to be open uh, now chicago is going to be open possibly philly is open the jets should be open uh i don't know if you're counting along that's 8 yeah that's 8 open coaching positions a quarter and, of the league and there's a potential for i mean maybe a couple more yeah so uh i mean if, if Minnesota swings and misses, I don't know how, how much longer. They're going to keep Zimmer there, so maybe that gets moved. I think, I think it, at the end, if like they don't make the
0: playoffs, good. I would be
1: shocked if Zimmer wasn't out. Right. So that, so that could be nine, and then you're one away from, from ten somewhere. Maybe Jacksonville. Did Jacksonville. Is Doug Barone still a coach at Jacksonville? I, I think so. Is that still uh, a thing? That's probably not going to be a thing much longer. So I'd that's probably going to be open. So there's a potential, like a realistic potential – there are going to be 10 open spots yeah. in the NFL. And we know at least two guys for sure that are going to be very high on the list of teams across the entire league because we're shifting more to this offensive driven league. So Eric enemy of the Chiefs is going to get a ton of looks and Joe Brady of the Carolina Panthers who coached with LSU last year. He's going to get a ton of looks, by the way, Joe Brady and Justin Herbert, Herbert probably throws for 5,000 yards next year. Dead serious yep. there. No, you're and then on the right. defensive side, Robert Sala should be a head coach somewhere. That's only three guys, though. So there's another seven spots that are going to be open. Do you go back to the well with Jim Harbaugh? I would love it if Chicago did. Oh. I think that would be so much fun. That's unlikely. I came across a rumor that they're interested in Pat Fitzgerald, who coaches at Northwestern. Uh, I love that we're talking a lot of college ball today. It makes me very happy. Yeah, um, I, I, that's your that's your stuff, man. Yeah, I like it, it. It really is. And when, I don't know how much you've watched. Have you watched Northwestern at all this year? Uh, I, I watched them play Wisconsin. Yeah. And how 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 did you enjoy that game? Uh, I wasn't having fun. Yeah, and you like that's not even because you're a Wisconsin guy. Uh, you weren't having fun because that offensive performance from both sides sucked. Yeah, it was horrible. Northwestern, I love Pat Fitzgerald as the coach for Northwestern. Northwestern is a boring team to watch. They yeah. are, they're they are not fun. So you'd be taking Chicago, you'd be di- ditching Matt Nagy in the hopes of building your offense by going to the most boring offense in the Big Ten and bring in Pat Fitzgerald. And that's a legitimate rumor that was reported by uh, Lock and Forna uh, I think he's with – C. I don't know who Lock and Forna is even I th- with. Is he, is
0: he with Network or is he, he not with Network, Network or
1: CBS? I think no, technically well, they're the same thing. I have no – this Are is, they? This whole thing is yeah, – I think I mean, there's like a deal with them or that they're the uh, same parent company. I have no but, idea.
0: But, but, okay, so here's my other thought. Isen is not on CBS Sports Radio, so I don't think that's that's a um,
1: – No, good point. Good point. Well, yeah. we know Lock and Forna because Lock and Forna <laughs> is, a, is a pretty well-known name. Um, that's true. So he has sources, and he's, he's saying um, – Pat Fitzgerald could be the next guy in Chicago. If we have 10 open spots, I think every single year we, we know this is going to happen, but at least half of the teams likely are going to miss on the guy. It's just not going to work out. Uh, it's going to be very, very bad for at least five teams. And Chicago is likely going to be one of them because they're going to lose Allen Robinson in free agency. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep their defense together. They wasted their defense is, is what they did on Mitch Trubisky it's the unfortunate reality it sucks for Mitch I feel bad for him because he's completely bashed in the media but look when you don't perform the that you're supposed to as the number two overall pick these are the things that happen so Chicago is in a very very tough spot I don't I do not envy any of the decision-makers in uh, the Windy City with the Bears.
0: No, I also don't envy them as well. I just hope they do as poorly as they have recently with their quarterbacks. Um, and then we can continue to sing my favorite song, which is The Bears Still Suck by the Schnapps Brothers. Um, so <laughs> what else we got? I mean, yeah, the, the coaching carousel definitely going to heat up. I'm excited to see um, who ends up where. Looking at the teams that are going to have potential openings, Denton, I'm curious, uh, as to your thoughts, what's the most ideal position that could potentially be open? It might not even have to be open. It doesn't have to be open now. It might not be open at the end of the day. But, but is, there, is there a really intriguing location that might make you submit your application to be the head coach somewhere?
1: Uh, the one that really jumps out is the Chargers. Yeah. I mean that, that's, that's a good spot. You have talent on the offensive side of the football. Keenan Allen is fantastic. We have seen enough from Justin Herbert to where I mean that's an intriguing you know project for any offensive minded head coach, yeah. and they got a pretty good defense. I mean, I obviously with Derwin James being hurt that impacts their defense, and unfortunately he's never really been able to to stay healthy. But in the event that he does, that's a great safety to have on your defense, and then you have Bosa on the front line. So I look at Chicago, I look at. Um, The Chargers, not Chicago, the Chargers, and I see them as a team that you know, if the right person comes in, you can easily turn this. What are they? They're three and eight or three and nine at this point. Yeah, three and nine. Very easily flip that to a ten win team if you know what you're doing and you get the best out of your players. So I look at that one as the absolute hands down best open opportunity. And then if you're a really smart, offensive minded guy, uh, maybe the Jets would be fun because you get to work with Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, the Jets, the Jets would be fun with the Trevor Lawrence factor, but that's still more of a project. I know you're on the other side of the fence with this, but that's more of a project than Trevor Lawrence can plug in and, and be well. I mean, right. you made the Joe Bur- Burrow comparison earlier, and while he looked good with Cincinnati, he was dying back there. He should have a lawsuit sent out to the Cincinnati Bengals because he was just sent out there to get murdered behind that horrible offensive line.
1: And I, I and still I, won two games. They probably won a couple more if he was healthy.
0: That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt about it. So we'll, we'll see um, what happens uh, with the coaching carousel. Uh, finally, let's get to the Sunday night game before we look at the uh, the three games left this week. Um, the Chiefs coach the playoff spot. They've got 11 wins now, 22-16 to 16 over Denver. Kind of an interesting game. I missed the first half, so you might have to fill in some blanks for me. Um, but, yeah, definitely not what I expected. I didn't expect the Chiefs to be losing at halftime.
1: No, I'll fill in the first half. Denver forgot they were a bad football team. They weren't supposed no. to be competing in this game. All of a sudden, they got their quarterbacks back. And they're like, wait a second. We can run with the Chiefs. <laughs> supposed to be able to do this. They beat you 43-16 thir- to 16 the first matchup. That was supposed to happen again. Yeah. But Drew Locke actually didn't look completely and utterly terrible. I mean, his stat line to finish, not great, 151 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and two picks. But they were just getting, it was kind of a bend, don't break style defensively. Because yeah. I watched the Chiefs, I don't know how this works the way that it works. And maybe it's because I've been watching a bad football team for all of my life. But their receivers are always open. <laughs> have you ever noticed that watching them? Like they're running hitchhikes oh, yeah. and they have four yards yeah. of separation. Like, how does that even work? That's a cheat code, is what yeah. that is.
0: No, this is a this is a Patrick Mahomes offense when I look at it and, and I read the long for the receivers, and it looks something like this. Long of 28, different receiver. Long of 30, different receiver. Long of 20. Uh, and then you've got four different receivers with a long of something between 14 and 17 yards. That's a Patrick Mahomes offense right there when you're gaining, you know, 15, 20 yards uh, on every pass. And, you know – the way that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have operated and looked the last few weeks. And I know we brought up Tyreek Hill last week who had a monster week. Travis Kelsey follows up with just a ginormous week. This week, eight catches, 136 and a tutty. This offense is so unique and fresh and it just doesn't feel like there's a better team in the national football league than Kansas city, even though we have an undefeated team remaining. Um, I I am so in on Kansas City. It's hard to think anybody else is going to make a better run for the Lombardi. Which
1: feels weird because they didn't play exceptionally great yet. No, so they just right. find ways to win. And I will take Mahomes over anybody at this I point. Will if feel- it's if like it's he's just that good, and I think he's earned that. So. They're they're a fun team to watch. Their defense is is continuing to get better, too, which makes them really, really scary because when you have this offense led by Mahomes and a quality-capable defense, it doesn't seem like that's fair. Like, that's when you... Did you ever play Madden? When you, were you a big Madden guy when you were younger? Uh,
0: Madden 07, I've probably played more than I've ever played Fortnite, Rocket League, and 2K combined. I've played so much Madden 07 in my life, it's unbelievable. I played it on the
1: original Xbox through my entire high school tenure. This, this is a difference uh, in us uh, when it comes to age. I had not played two of the three games that you just mentioned, like Fortnite, Rocket League, I've never played either. Of those oh,
0: Rocket games. League's a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't played Fortnite in over a year, but I
1: did have a little bend there. Uh, anyway the the Chiefs feel like when you create your own team on Madden and you kind of just stack the deck with everybody <laughs> yeah. that's what Kansas City feels like right now even when they're just gutting out a win against a bad Broncos team the confidence is still through the roof because they're their team that's having fun and I think when you watch a team have fun on the football field that there's just something different about it than watching teams win because a lot of teams will win and they will still seemingly not be having fun while they're doing it. But the chiefs have all of the fun that you could possibly have mm. as they win football games. And yeah. that's, that's scary. That is scary. Especially
0: when it's uh, again, led by a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who is the, frankly, the most talented quarterback we've ever seen, which is saying something given that I watch Aaron Rodgers every week, you know, it's uh it's unbelievable. I mean, there was the, the two guys that are in the lead of the MVP race are just unreal. When's the last time there was a co-MVP in the NFL? Because I think there might
1: be a realistic possibility of it this year. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it was '04 4 McNair, and Manning. That would make sense. 03. Yeah, okay. way, way back.
0: Now, does that make sense this year, if I have that theory? Because I might start running with it for the remainder of the season.
1: <laughs> um, I would, I would say... No, and that's not yeah. because I don't love Aaron Rodgers, but it's because
0: Mahomes is that unreal. Mahomes on the
1: rim. is just so good. I mean, his yeah. touchdown to interception ratio is 31 to 2. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. He's, he's likely, he's at 3,800 yards now with what they got four games left to play. So there's a strong chance yeah. he could go over 5,000 yards and foot with 40 touchdowns, which would be his second best season ever, which is just stupid. But yeah, I mean, it's. Until he starts throwing loads and loads of picks, uh, there, there's no way I can give it to anybody else.
0: So th- while that's fair, uh, while that's fair, I mean, Aaron Rodgers also, I think he's at what, like 30, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he's got 36 touchdowns and four interceptions. So, he has 36 uh,
1: touchdowns. Hold on, let me
0: he, he has 36 touchdowns. Yeah, he passed. He passed 30, so he became the first quarterback in NFL history yesterday to throw 35 plus touchdowns in five or more seasons.
1: Um, oh, okay, yeah, here it is 36 and four. Yeah, 36. I thought Aaron Rodgers had thrown a lot
0: more than four picks. Oh, no, he doesn't do that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions.
1: Um, So that's
0: why what Mahomes is doing is so ridiculous because Aaron Rodgers is also playing this well, um, and it doesn't feel like it's that close of a race. Um, So that's how you know you're spoiled with two really, really, really ridiculous quarterbacks in the National Football League, which, I mean, I'm a normal football fan. My favorite position to watch operate is the quarterback. And since the day that Patrick Mahomes became the chief starter – I think I've watched just about every snap he's taken because he is that damn good. Um, so even if he does beat Aaron Rodgers out for the MVP,
1: totally good with it because he is that fun to watch. I think that the main difference is we just dive super into stats because we know the MVP is a, is a statistical award. Oh right, uh, Aaron Rodgers is only at he's just under 3,400 yards, which is not in not normal in today's league. Like this is why I didn't think Aaron Rodgers is at 36 and four because I look at his yard mark every single week and he's not putting up these blistering you know flirting with 500 yards no every week like Mahomes did so maybe that is going to end up hurting him in the long run but maybe maybe just maybe he can get the you know very still impressive offensive player of the year sure we'll take I mean he's, he's already got two
0: MVPs so Mahomes might as well just tie him up right the still impressive second place of MVP right Uh, (laughs) um good stuff all right um i don't know if i skipped some games but your team's on here in a few hours Uh, i've got a little double header of monday night football on my birthday it's the four and seven washington football team traveling to face the undefeated 11 now pittsburgh Steelers. i want a score prediction and your thoughts please
1: well here's my thoughts would everyone please shut the hell up and stop picking my team to win Lord have mercy. This seems like a trap game, but if everyone on the damn national media doesn't shut the hell up, the Steelers are going to win this thing by 40. Yeah. Oh, it's infuriating. It's so, it makes me so angry. Everyone's like, you know, Washington could beat them. And I do think that they can, but God, shut up. Oh my God. It's pissing me off. the, The more I see people on the national stage lean in favor of a trap game the more nervous it makes me. Yeah, And Pittsburgh's still a good team. They just lost Bud Dupree, uh, which obviously hurts their defense. They need to lose a football game because I think if Pittsburgh gets into the postseason undefeated, they're losing their first game. 100%. Like, no doubt in my mind, if they go 16-0, they're losing their first game in the postseason. This team is not good enough to go undefeated. They're just not. I mean, I put them more with the – Oh, shoot. What year was it? Like the 08 or, is it the 08 or 2010 Tennessee Titans that started the season 10-0 and 0, when Kerry Collins was their quarterback. Oh, sure. Kerry freaking Collins. Touchdowns. Right. That's the, I put Pittsburgh more in that realm of teams to start 10-0 and 0 than like the classic Peyton Manning-led Colts or yeah, yeah, yeah. the 16-0 07 Patriots. They're a team that is getting by. They're not playing a bunch of good football teams, but they're going, they need to lose a game. I think they can compete for a championship if they go into the postseason 15-1 and because the loss should, in theory, piss them off and kind of allow them to regroup. And once they regroup, I like what they have on offense, and I think their defense is stellar. But if they take the pressure of going 16-0 and and trying to do what the the 7 Patriots couldn't and what only the 72 Dolphins could, which was go undefeated and win a championship, they're losing in the first round of the playoffs technically the second round because they'll get there the, the first round by, but they're the losing round. their first playoff game to go 16 to
0: 100%. Yeah, uh, interesting thought. I don't think it's a bad one either. Um, so you are picking them to
1: win tonight, Washington? No, I'm still picking I'm picking Washington for sure. I would go against uh, my team very frequently, and I That's do fair. think Pittsburgh needs to lose a game. I just wish everyone who has very large platforms would <players>.
0: Well, uh, good thing your pl- platform isn't ginormous, right? We've got our loyal three rocking with us, Howard, Ethan, and Matthew. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, what else? With the p- sneaky good game tonight, right? Buffalo and San Francisco.
1: Go test for Josh Allen. Yeah. Because that San Francisco defense is still legit. You know, they lost a couple really important pieces on their defensive side of the ball, specifically with Bosa and Solomon Thomas, but – that defense is still really, really good. And I'm excited to see Josh Allen, who has become a really fun player to watch this year, play against a, a good defense. I think this would be a really good measuring stick, especially as I s- said earlier in the program here, that I think the Bills are the third best team in the AFC. Uh, go out and prove it. If, you, if, they can, if they can finish with a statement win over San Francisco, I put a lot of weight in that, to be honest. So I'm I excited say- to see what Josh Allen can do here.
0: No, I'm with you 100%. I mean, San Francisco has been rolling. They're now back in the picture. They need a big win tonight to stay in that picture. And you're right. Josh Allen is, has heard the whispers and what everybody's saying on the bird app, right? Buffalo, I don't think they're frauds. I think they're a very good team, and I think they're going to prove that tonight. I, I do expect them to go into San Francisco and get a big statement win. Um, they're only favored or Buffalo's underdogs at San Francisco tonight, according to Vegas. They're one point underdogs. They're so pretty much a pick on. Um, I like that's Buffalo's crazy. chances. That's yeah, that's what the that's what the home field does for you. Um, Josh Allen and that Buffalo offense has been. It was one of the uh, more, I would say, one of the bigger surprises. I guess of the top teams this year. I think we expected Buffalo to be good and be in contention to win the AFC East. But I don't know if I expected this out of their offense, especially with the addition of Stefan Diggs, who's been really good this year. Um, they, they've played really, really well. And at eight and three, they're looking to say, hey, we are in contention for a Super Bowl. We are one of the best teams in the AFC. They haven't won the division since Josh Allen was negative one years old. I mean, it's been a long time for Buffalo. So it's time. To, I know they're pissed off and they want it as bad as their fans do that are jumping through tables. So, I like Buffalo tonight, and I like Buffalo in the long run. I could definitely see them competing in the AFC Championship game here in about a month and a half.
1: Yeah, Buffalo has five more games left at 8-3. and three. Uh, I think anything less than 11-5 and five for them should be considered a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Denver, New England, and Miami, Miami at yeah. least four of those are winnable games. You could say five. If Pittsburgh beats Washington this week, they lose to Buffalo next week.
0: Yeah. So I think so the
1: Dolphins or the not Dolphins, the Bills should go at least eleven five, maybe twelve and four.
0: I think uh yeah, I think that'd make a lot of sense um here at eight and three. Twelve and four, yeah, I think that sounds good to me as well, which would still be good for what, the second or third seed there in the AFC. So uh they'll be right there and they will continue to be right there. Uh we've got one more game tomorrow night, and that is what, the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm not mistaken, which I don't know what the heck's up with Baltimore, uh,
1: but this should be an easy win at home for them. You would think so, but something tells me they're not going to make anything easy about this game. <laughs> Dallas is not a good football team, but Baltimore hasn't been a good football team either. They've had all of their coronavirus issues, and obviously that's you know completely different from what we've seen on the field. But what we've seen on the field has not been a good team. So. they're eight and a half favorites says who has Vegas been watching Baltimore does Vegas just really hate Dallas this is gonna I think this is gonna be a close game I think it's gonna be scary if you're a Ravens fan you're gonna see yeah I think so too not like if you're Baltimore
0: no I'm with you I uh I don't think it's gonna be super uh super easy for Baltimore because that's been the case this year as you said right they haven't made things easy on themselves I've lost my faith in Mike McCarthy as much as I still love the guy. Uh, Dallas has not been impressive this year, and I think most people pick them to go over five hundred and win that NFC East. Now it looks like neither of those things are going to happen. So we'll see tonight. I think you're right. I think it'll be closer than, than maybe Baltimore expects, but uh, I, I still see them winning and uh, getting, uh, getting back to two games
1: over five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I, Baltimore should make the postseason. Anything yeah, I, less than that is a failure for them.
0: I think the seventh seed is probably what they're gunning for now, which is, uh, which is interesting. I don't think that's what we expected preseason or even even you know a month and a half ago. I don't think we expected Baltimore to be in the contention for the last playoff spot in the AFC. But here we are, man. It's December
1: in the NFL. Yeah, this, this is why we play the football games and don't predict everything on paper.
0: That's true. That's uh that's that's why we play the game any given Sunday, I guess. Well, uh closing thoughts, Mr. Day.
1: Uh go football team. Take down the Steelers. <laughs> Woo! That five P. M. starts gonna be so weird. I'm uh, not a fan of that.
0: Four PM my time, yeah. So uh I, I don't know. I mean it's my birthday, so I, I guess I'm not complaining about two football games on, on a Monday, but Definitely weird to have it at 4 o'clock
1: on a Monday, but nonetheless, I'm going to figure out how to watch it and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, be safe on your birthday. The, the, there's there's the closing thought. Be safe on your birthday.
0: That's I will. I, I have way too much to do tonight in terms of, of homework because I'm still a freaking student. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I will not be getting too ripped up by any means on a Monday night.
1: There it is. All right, my friend, always fun. Enjoy the rest of your, your birthday and hopefully – I get a dub on your birthday.
0: Yes. Yeah. Go That'll go football my team
1: present to you.
0: I'm cheering for the football
1: team as well. So my, my birthday present to you, in fact, all right, day. appreciate you, buddy.